Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we're doing this podcast on, the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, and pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salud or Dali, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. We survived the Laurel Canyon blackout of 2023. <laughs> it was so, it was like a Louis Bunuel surreal movie because we had a couple people over and we went, it sort of went from this lovely sort of sitting around a fire and just having some wine and talking with like four people it was really lovely okay let's let's set the scene let's set the scene okay. a little more so we're having some drinks handful of people are over there's uh off menu andy there's john worster there's jason narducci tom sharpling joe wong you're the only woman there bit of a sausage party yeah I, you know I, i've actually been wondering in as we're challenging gender norms and thinking about gender differently. Is sausage party no longer a good thing? And is a sausage party only defined by the actual penises in the room or is it by gender identity? Oh my gosh. So wait, well, well then, well wait. Can too many male identifying people create a sort of energetic sausage party? Sure. Okay. Anyway, so there we go. So we're having a bit of a... I could have been packing. I could have been packing. That's right. But this was a physical sausage party. I mean, uh, literal. Well, there were were a lot of men and one more. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. And I wasn't giving them any eye candy. I was like in a cool sweatshirt and big... What are they called? Those cool... The neat jeans now have gone back to the B-boy... Oh, yeah, Style. you were wearing those big boys. Yeah, they're you, like, now jeans are what I used to wear in the 80s back to. They're no longer the- 90s, 90s more, right? 90s maybe, yeah. They're not the high-waisted mom jeans that were hip and now back to mom. Now it's lower, wider. Yeah, it's like skate, baggies. Skate. I looked right. very cool. Oh, oh always. But Come I wasn't, on, it wasn't like- um, No, you were one of the bros. You it wasn't like a down. Hefner days where you'd no. be like, my wife, and then I come out like, gentlemen, would you like no. a top up? But we were having a great time. We were talking. Oh, it was lovely. We were talking power pop. We were discussing dividing the Beatles catalog up into- uh, you know, their early, you don't need to think I'm smart days into their later, you think I'm, I need you to think I'm smart and days. And I was impressing everybody with my, what I listened to in fifth grade after yeah, was school. That? I wasn't trying to, but I thought back, you know, when you re, you go through like the things you said um, to people and think, was that funny? Was that cool? All I said was after school in fifth grade, or maybe sixth grade, I would come home and either put on a little touch of Schmielsen in the night, which is Harry Nielsen's covers of Standards. I love Standards and I love Harry Nielsen. Um, and then it was The Revolver and also West Side Story. And I, I mean, would... iconic trio yeah. of records. And then I was asking Tom Sharpling, 
You were saying shush because you know I'd mess up people's names, but I got it. I get it. I, I'm, I, I think I once called him Tom Stoppard. Who's that? A writer, right? Yeah. And um, so, Tom, I was like, but Revolver's post the early, early Beatles, because I think it was like, and he was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the best albums. And also, incidentally, your godfather, Klaus Vormann, did the cover art for that album. Mm-hmm. But so we were also reminiscing about Jake Fogelnest. Um, beloved friend who was, interestingly, as we, we were telling stories of how we all met Jake Fogelnest, and I was describing how I was at Nasty Little Man doing press for Grandpa Wood, I guess, and Jake walks in and looks at me and goes, you ever smoked crack with Ricky Powell? And that was my introduction. I to never Fogelnest. smoked crack with Ricky Powell, but Neither I, I. That smoked was a lot of pot. Maybe he saved the crack for other people who are like, had that look, like, I will go there. But I was more, you know, we all just smoked his pot. How was the documentary about Ricky Powell? I saw Richard I Shepard just posted about see no, you it. Did. You did. I'm kind of too sad. I thought you watched it in the middle of the night once. No. I'm, I'm a little, did I see it? I, I get sad when people die sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard take. Um, do, <laughs> do it, I mean. What if I was so egoic that I just, anything, you know how some people have, the way they talk about themselves, it's as if they're the only ones who yes. do it. They're like, you know what? I feel like I really hate when you touch wood and you get a splinter. Yeah, yeah And yeah. everyone's supposed to be like, ooh, you hate that? Wow. Well, you definitely, you you make these, you express these revelations as if they, I mean, they are coming to you. This is a hot live wire in the moment, the inspiration that leads to these kind of statements. And that's part of what but gives But I'm them not, the- I mean, some some poetic people, that's, you have to almost believe it's the you're the only one who ever fell in love so you write that poem you write the book like you you know it has to be such a big experience but the difference is some people that it's as if they don't even know it's a universal thing i don't think you have to believe you're the only one but you have to believe that despite the fact that this truth this archetypal truth has been lived out billions of times before it doesn't devalue it at all your experience right. is unique and yeah, interesting and just, anyway so, so tell us more you tend to get a little sad about dead people well yeah, yeah and and i just i i don't like to look you know i'm not one to i don't know sometimes sometimes i do i have what to think about the dead <laughs> well you know like i love i have pictures of my grandparents and i believe me at this point i cannot i feel i know i've had more dead people in my life than alive almost i mean the amount of people that have died that i've known at this point it's a lot yeah do you think possibly it's it's you <laughs> 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 so, so Jake Fogelnest, but one of the things that we put Jake Fogelnest very much alive, and I want to meet his baby he's girl. Got a new ba- I want to meet a baby. Um, but one of the things that we were realizing about Jake Fogelnest was in this current melting pot of music and comedy that we live in in LA, where the the music world and the comedy world very much overlap at you know at Largo and all these different places. Jake was one of the people that was really the early bridge builders between those worlds because he got really, you know, he was hosting Squirt TV and was friends bridge with and the tunnel builders. He was a bridge and tunnel builder. Uh, but then he was got involved with UCB in the early days and was became friendly with 
Amy Poehler and yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. all those people, and that was that was one of the first uh, the first times where in my life I sensed the music and comedy worlds overlapping. So yeah, well he respect. was Paul went oh out for my gosh, yeah. I mean, Jake Squirt TV. I wonder if I met him first while he was interviewing me. I think I heard about him before I met him, like you. His reputation His preceded him. name, reputation preceded him. So we're sitting around. We're, we started playing the Nuggets box set. We were, you know, having a great yeah, time. Yeah, it was really nice. And it was a- John Worcester was, stretched was, out on the biomat, smoking a little weed indoors. Raining. Having a real, well, it, was it was pouring. Pouring. And it had been hailing and kind of snowing yes, in the Yes, snow yeah. had built up in LA. It was pouring so we invite, invited maybe, let's say, 12 people, but it was so interesting. Who would come through that door? What movie? Only what book hardcore, is it reminding you of? Like, you know, the almost. Shining. Well, not in, for me, I get more like, you know, those old, you know, 17, 1800s where people pull up in a in a carriage and come to the door. Like the Age of Innocence? Yeah, sort of, you know, like who's knocking at your door in this weather? And then the people would come in and we would, you know, it was so cozy in our house. So Yeah, they each came in as if they travailed, you know, mass expanses of land, exhausted and haggard and frozen. Yeah, and then they sat by the fire and it was and it was so cute. Our dogs are very much part of they're big and they're sort of like come and sit on the couch with you. So by the end of the night they they feel like they've partied with the dogs too, whatever. So so we're sitting around in it, and we had a mini blackout that lasted about a half a second, and then and it was a kind of exciting moment because when so. the lights went back on, your lights at your DJ booth yeah, went on. Yeah, all my disco lights just went on. So it was like, and no one had a. Everyone was like, "Woo!" Like no one had a huge reaction. And then as the party was ending, pr- pretty much the gathering, the lights went out again, but for real. So I, no one. It was sort of amazing. No one had any reaction. The lights went out. I started lighting candles. And we all hung out for a few more minutes, and it was like, oh, yeah, this blackout's staying. And yeah, then so people everyone went left, home. and it was very sort of like as if it was almost like nothing happened. Like people were like, oh, bye. No one said, oh, I hope this blackout's... No one was freaking out. Well, they all went back to the safety of their homes outside of this mountainous region where we right, would be stuck with exactly. the effects of this So that they left, and it was kind of chill, and then our kid came out of her room, and we we sort of like... Made beds by the fire and and we basically had a blackout for yeah, the next forty eight yes. hours. But it, it it sort of bled into this. And the first night, you know, not so bad. My anxiety crept up during. I went to uh, typewriter dynasty. Some call it dynasty typewriter, <laughs> but yes, I have a latent dyslexia. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I I didn't have it as a child, but I have it now. I don't know it's why. Specifically with names, though, of things. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, oh so- and funnily enough, one of their jokes at Dynasty Typewriter was about Father God, Godfather, oh, right. right. which is a twist of names. But anyway. So, yeah, we went to see our friend Lauren And I, I'm sitting halfway through the show. show I'm like, why am I anxious? Why am I anxious? You know how you get anxious or you start feeling bummed and you're like, I do this, I think. What? started this and I go back to was it this was it that phone call was it that thought was it that thing that happened and then I was like oh it's because we're still in a friggin blackout yeah, when even- we leave I'm going to go home and it's freezing. There was that weird reprieve where like the heating in the car 
became a real comfort. Yeah. Which were, and, uh, and looking for, you know, going to restaurants and we'd gone out earlier and had breakfast at where the Nosh in Beverly Hills. I and, know, which and then is we'd, cute. And then we'd hidden out in a Korean spa for Oh, yeah. I had this genius idea. I was like, let's go to Wee Spa it's, and lie on those warm floors and be so cool. And so we go to Wee Spa, everyone and their mother and cousin and child thought it's of like this. It's like a line out the door. Line out the door. So we skipped that. So I'm like, we're in Koreatown. Let's find another Korean spa. And we find the only co-ed because a lot of them are women, which is nice, and men, whatever. Whatever, separate. We wanted the room where you can hang, and it had a little bit of the like dumb Starbucks vibe. Yes, you know, from we Nathan found Fielder, where it one. Was the, it was a sort of imitation wee spa, but right. everything was scaled down. So yeah, the floor was heated, but very. And they didn't subtly. have the free um, barley tea that I like. No and free barley tea, but no line. No line. Walked straight in. We lay, and I, I'm not members. a daytime napper, but we lay on that warm floor with our books. I'm re- trying to read. The House of Mirth, uh, which is great, Edith Wharton, and Ben's reading a book about the replacement. So anyway, and he falls asleep like a genius, always in a second. Do I'm, geniuses fall asleep? I'm easily? enviable. I think. En- I, I think you enviable. actually sleep better if you're not bright. I know, but you're so smart. I just I mean, mean you're maybe I'm not. This could, I, I think I know. the sleep is actually a real insight. I have thought of that. Into- I have thought of that. No, I just meant the ability to sleep is genius, I should say. But I'm usually, I have to go through all manner of hell realms and then finally. <laughs> Passing asleep. through the bottoms. Exactly. But I managed to fall asleep quickly on that floor and it was lovely. And then, so then we, what else did we do? We we went back and made a fire oh, for our around. dogs because yeah, they were home alone dogs, and yeah. we hugged them and we built up the fire you know, safely, ho- hopefully, because I don't love leaving a fire without me there. But, and then we went back out again and had, had some Korean food, some Korean delicious. food. Then we went to see Dynasty Type Right. And it was so good. It was yeah. so, it was, I mean, we, we were talking about how, um, you know, we've seen improv over so many years and Lauren, we've, you know, we first met at UCB or when she was doing Story Pirates and watching, and Paul F. Tompkins, who, you know, we've known and collaborated with in different ways over the years. And just realizing how improv is for that type of performer, it's like this athletic thing of staying in shape. And it's, I was almost watching it this time because it's been a while since I'd been to an improv show and just realizing how important it is to keep those muscles flexed. It's like jamming for me. Like if if I haven't picked up my guitar, I feel unhealthy. And even if they step away when they go back, it's kind of like, yes, you can get sloppy, I guess, but not really because when they go back to it and they, you know, work out at the gym, as they say, it's kind of there. But they're so, so fast. good at it. So, so fast, fast, of course. I know. So fast. I know. I know. That's so true. I love it. So thank you, Lauren, for having us. That was amazing. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Oh yeah, my anxiety. Oh, your anxiety. <laughs> Back to my anxiety. This is where this is where you really show your actress side. Where you're like, let's bring Back the conversation to back to my anxiety. No, anyway, if anyone was hanging on a story thread, and then I started feeling anxious because the first night was fine, but then I thought, oh no, and I saw a lot of people on the street. Not a lot, but certain people I knew in our neighborhood were in a hotel. But we have these dogs. Also, I don't love like. I don't know. I don't want to spend money like that. I don't know. I just was like, so we we did one more night, and we so we had a full camping weekend. The second night we were like and the all se- around and the it fire. Was, I think because I was anxious in the evening leading up. Once the night happened, I thought that was actually okay. But then you, the next morning, wake we wake up freezing in the house. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, I'm building the fire all night. I know. I so was like, I wake aware. up every couple hours and put another log I on know, it. And just I know. I know. And then you hadn't slept well. Like when we went to breakfast that next morning, you're under your eye was twitching. And I said, <laughs> are you okay? And you said, I don't think I slept very well. And then you're not anxiety. You're a little different, but you started getting, one, let's just say once the heating did go on, Oh. And, and I was starting to look into hotels that would take giant dogs. Wait, can I describe the moment since I was the one here? I, I came back. I, I'd taken the dogs for a big walk. I rode the bike over to your mum's and was like charging my phone. Came back, walked in, disco lights on, yeah. heat pumping. Oh. The exhilaration. It was like flowing through my bloodstream. Doesn't it make so... you... I felt so grateful to have enough money to pay for my heating bills. It's interesting because it's kind I of like thought, oh we, we spend a lot of time thinking about modern conveniences and the internet and the microwave and all that. But, but the, the heat, heating I know. That is and especially this was like the coldest weekend in LA history. So and now here we are. We're back. The heat's going. The heat we're, is we're, on. We're finishing up the season three of Vanderpump Rules. Who's saying that the song? Reunion. The heat is was on. It? Was that like Beverly Hills Cop or something oh, like yeah, that? Maybe. One of those movies. So yeah, Vanderpump. So we like to watch a reality show 12 years again the love number 12 it, love it. let a cool decade pass and tap into that you know water cooler television i know i i water cooler television i know because we can't talk about it but a lot of people still remember the treat we gave to ourselves was a really good vanderpump binge right as the heat came back on and so feeling good feeling good but i am deeply into this you were mentioning i'm reading this book trouble boys the true story of the replacements by bob Mayer. And I didn't, I, I've loved The Replacements for a long time. I don't think I even knew about this book. Jason Narducci was telling me to check it out. And it is, I'm having a huge experience I know, you were kind of crying at, we had our second breakfast out during the blackout. We went and you were, we were talking about our books or you were talking about this book and you were starting to tear up because you were talking about that, like what makes someone do good art sometimes is coming from a hard childhood especially rock and roll there's something about it that you know relatively i had all my needs provided for as a kid growing up there was always a roof over my head there was always food on the table but whatever those gaps are in emotional support or a certain type of nurturing because we each do require just as human beings different types of nurturing and there's Mm -hmm. obviously going to be gaps and spaces where our parents, you know, maybe fall a little short. And, you know, with a band like this, it's so exaggerated because all four members of this band were were deeply troubled and deeply traumatized. And it's one of those things where it's like that John Leguizamo when I saw that stand-up special where he said, definitely 
having a difficult childhood leads to success in show business, but he treats his children really well because no one needs to be as successful as he is. That's a good line. So it's just crazy to realize that as a parent, I would now do anything to hopefully not traumatize my children as deeply. Keep them off the pole. <laughs> that- quote, that's Chris Rock, right? <laughs> Keep off the- but, you know, it's interesting now with us re-examining sex work, perhaps being on the pole is not the worst fate that could befall your sons or daughters. Yeah, I mean. But reading about the replacements and realizing how, look, if it does happen, we do get traumatized. We all get traumatized as kids. There is something primal that can be done and can be salvaged out of all that rage and disappointment. And it's just, I don't know, it's just affecting me, man. It's affecting me. Well, it is amazing that people, even you see people who have, um, yeah, a big experience and they, they need to write about it. They need to, you know perform about it or they need there's something in turning things into art sometimes for people or they even start a charity about it or there there's something that propels people to do something creative and active with their pain i know and it's kind of that double-edged sword where on one hand as an audience member, as a fan of a band like that, or, or like Nirvana, say, we're so grateful for the transmutation yeah, and the alchemy yeah. that the artist was able to do, but also at a human level, feeling for them so deeply that it's so sad that any human has to suffer that much, but we can still be grateful for the the spoil. I know it's interesting to turn with. turn it into like with Nirvana, they you turn pain into the most miraculous satisfying incredible art and then there's the Vanderpump rules where <laughs> this you're... might be the only time in history of pop culture that Kurt Cobain and Lisa Vanderpump have been brought up as a, as a comparison. Well it's so interesting because you turn these I mean these are big real experiences for these people and it's turning it why the audience likes it is it's safe you know you're watching something that is juicy and relatable, but it's comforting because it's in this, when you're the audience, it doesn't hurt, you know, because you're watching it in this fluffy kind of, you know, exploitative or whatever word you want to use kind of way. And then with Nirvana, you're listening to pain in a beautiful way. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Or people who are interested in murder podcasts, you're like dealing with something in 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 a way that's not as awful as it would be if it happened to you like when you're listening to nirvana you're not in the pain of being of your parents neglected or heroin addiction or having you know he was a hyperactive child that no one knew how to deal with his energy or whatever but you're it, it comes out in vanderpump you know if i was having an awful breakup or cheaters or whatever's going on with them it wouldn't feel the way it feels watching it like that no it's we vicariously well that's what's beautiful about art and reality television <laughs> that we get to whether it's Kurt Cobain or <laughs> Stasi and Jax they are suffering for us yes. they are doing the work out there in the molten hell realms of fire and brimstone so that we don't have to go through it so yeah. thank you Kurt well hopefully thank you, Kurt Stassi Cobain enjoyed with it being with an instrument and playing sometimes. Can you tell me about, you brought this up the other day about your experience. You were at the Nirvana Unplugged 
I was famous. Well, my brother called. I was living in New York. My brother called me and said, "I'm he was dating lightly dating Kate Moss at the time." I think that was the only way to date her. (laughs) So he was. He really pulled out the cool moves for her because who wouldn't at the time? Yeah, I mean, come on. Like even for the light dating, you had to get heavy. Listen, Christmas time. He got her a Christmas tree delivered. It was decorated so cool. It had all these cool vintage postcards of like Bowie, Mick Jagger. Like I oh, tell those are you, the ones we've still got. Well, I copycatted oh. this decorator who decorated this Christmas tree. It was the hippest. So wait, wait, wait. He hired a decorator to do the Christmas tree to deliver it to her Kate apartment Moss's in New apartment. York. It sounds Amazing. stalkery, but it was they were actually. And what year are we talking about? This is like ninety. Five ninety six. Yeah, I guess yeah. if we look up when that sh- yeah, unplugged yeah. happened, and I remember her. We were all hanging out at the Royalton Hotel one time as well. This was just as he got in with her, and she was like in the bathroom in the ba- having a bath, and we're all in the hotel room, hang partying, and he like said, "I only come in with me," and he was hanging out with her, and her like manager was there for some reason. All in the bath in the bathroom. Well, they were in the bathroom, and and he pulled me in with the Kate Moss and the manager friend. So he comes in and he says something like, "Vouch for me." The manager or Donna? My brother to the manager on behalf of Kate Moss. So I had to do a little spiel about my brother, how great he was. Oh, like a character testimony. Yeah, yeah, which like is funny because you have to the, submit a reference to Kate Moss in the bar. I mean, yes, Kate Moss was killing it as a person and a businesswoman, but vouching, you know, like she was, you know, partying and stuff. So what do I have to vouch for my brother? He you, wasn't. You may not have had to vouch for his the way you would for like um, to a landlord of like, oh, this is a reliable tenant. You might have to vouch that he was fun, right? Trustworthy, and I did. I said he's a great and guy. wild in all the right he's ways. He's like, you know, I, I guess also that he wasn't going to be a loony. Go to so the tabloids. I vouch for my brother. I pimp for him essentially, so he can. Be, but it worked. I don't know if I was the tipping point, but no, I think so. They were hanging out and sleeping together and stuff. And then one day, you know, he calls and says, I'm going to go to MTV Unplugged. Do you want to see it? Nirvana are playing. And I was like, I actually was like, sure. Like I wasn't for, I was like out of it the back then on pot or something. Who knows? I wasn't like running, but I kind of did. And I, and I remember I sat next to my brother and Kate Moss and I was like as far away as I am from you doing this podcast, watching Kurt Cobain. And he seemed grumpy and in a bad mood and I more than just sort of enjoying the songs I was I was feeling codependent with him and wanting him to have a good time and wondering I had seen my fair share of musicians finding live those kind of recorded shows being unsatisfying yeah it's a lot of pressure and it's and it's not vibey overly sanitized yes so I was imagining oh he hates this experience and I always want the band to be having fun like I even think about what point of their tour are they on when I'm mm. seeing a band? And are they enjoying the city? And do you think they're excited for after this I used, show? I used to think, like, when I, I remember when I was going to see Motley Crue or Bon Jovi or something, I had this theory that you wanted to go on the first night or the last night. Which is, like, not true. Well, the first is bad, right? Well, it's sort of 
so self-involved that you're not you're forgetting that this is part of a larger world tour for a band like that that's going on for about 18 months and the first night of Sydney or the last night in Sydney isn't really making a dent in the overall narrative of what this tour is like for them but yeah. Anyway, anyway. yeah 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 and also you know dating musicians as I've do have done like do that's what you. i've yeah. <laughs> i'm moving yeah. on to another one after yeah. you no um but i also it's that funny thing you go backstage or you go after the show and you've had the best time and then the person you're dating is like it's also like once i dated a, a football player in junior high and and like pro <laughs> <laughs> well that's a little different because if the game goes badly you know while you're watching the game that right. it didn't go well but their mood afterward. And but sometimes so I'll see you. Yeah. I would have seen you and thought that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And you're a grumpy. No, you you normally know with me. You now I know. But back when I was with like Adam. Yeah. But so Unplugged was, uh, it was a bad vibe. No, it wasn't a bad vibe. It was amazing. But I could see he was, I've only seen him twice. And both times he seemed unhappy while he was playing. I'd say that is a fairly accurate description mm -hmm. of his mental state. Yeah. So, but um, with some of his shows, he wasn't, right? I only saw Nirvana once, and it was right before or right after Nevermind came out, and it just seemed like a, it did feel like a great, yeah. exciting time. Yeah, I think this was at the way in, and maybe his, also the drugs don't work, they just make it worse. You know that line I think I've already said on the podcast, The is it? That's the verb. The verb. And I think that there's that point where you're still doing drugs, but they're not like, hitting in the right way. And Can I read just... you this quote from this book I'm reading, The Replacements book, from Paul Westerberg, uh, singer and songwriter of The Replacements, about the first time he saw Johnny Thunders from the New York Dolls yeah. play live. Yeah. Listen to this quote. Johnny finally appeared, strung out, wearing leather jeans. The moment he walked in, I saw it. He was frightening and beautiful and mean at the same time, like a child. Oh, wow. Isn't that a crazy quote? Yeah. And then he says later, when Johnny was playing, it looked like he was the walking dead. It was pitiful, like watching a guy in a cage. Ooh. What a poetic and depressing description yeah. of drug addiction, but also it's what we were talking about. Like what I used a phrase yesterday when we were talking about Iggy Pop or something. It was like there's a shimmering pain or something. Oh, that, yeah. Like, Something shamanic that happens with certain performers. And I think Kurt had that at Unplugged, that despite the sadness, well, yeah, the there was something magical and creative and tender that was coming through that's like impossible to imitate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure that had I not, you know, had I just come in without knowing who this was, even with his looking like he was frustrated and upset... You know, he was still mesmerizing. Blackouts, depression, suicide. Ione, you summed up this episode so perfectly by saying Hi. sometimes you get sad when people die. You always show up to our pods with wonderful insights, wonderful stories, and wonderful mispronunciations of people's names. So thank you. I'm never depressed by your performance on this podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I guess that's the end. I guess that's the end. Beautiful babies. Thanks for listening the newbies, the old, old, oldies, oldies yeah. the uh, the normies, the, the normies, freaks. the Australians, <laughs> the Americans, the everybody's. We love you all. You can always email us a voice note or a question at weirdetogetherpod at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you soon. 
I said beautiful babies, right? Yeah, but say one more time. Beautiful babies. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.